Stuff I ventured in the slipstream Between the viaducts of your dream Where my world still runs crack And the ditch and the back road stop Could you find me? Or would you kiss my eyes? Laying it down The silence is the To be born again To be born again From the far side of the ocean Have I put the wheels in motion And I stand with my arms behind me I'm pushing out the door Could you find me? Would you kiss my eyes? Lay me down It's silence easy To be born again To be born again With the look of Everest I'm Talking to you to let me Showing pictures on the wall A whispering in the hall I'm pointing a finger at me To 
Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. I'm She-Wolf. And I'm Beatrix Gravesguard. We'll be catching, casting, catching, casting, casting and catching, and catching, witchy vibes and sonic spells until 6 p.m. You'd think that after six years of doing this, I'd get this down. But it's a lot of tongue twisters, <laughs> you know. Um, even astral projection radio hour is a mouthful to say, and I've done like some hybrid shows when you've been gone and that gets even more, it's like radical astral advice hour, astral horror advice, radical hour show. (laughs) (laughs) We should say this is, um, 
This is lastral projection. Yeah, radio this is hour. lastral projection. Yeah, it's been six years to the day. Wow. My first broadcast back in 2014. 2014. I really was... Like you posed this question on our scrolls, or maybe I did. We're just one brain now. We're just one hive mind. Um, well, you can tell which ones are yours versus <laughs> mine by where the hyphen is placed. Oh, that's probably true. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the giveaway. But I think maybe I asked, I was like, who were we when this began and who who are we now? And I really like, it's like a doozy to go there in my head where I was like, man. Well, we should answer that question yeah. for each other. I don't Ooh. think it's like very useful to answer it for ourselves why you know what i mean or why not uh we could be here all day i guess that's just answer and i don't i don't know it's just uh it's a big question i think you also posed this question that i like laughingly responded to (laughs) where you were like lingering questions about the universe and i was like lingering are you kidding me like are uh, yeah like i have all of the <laughs> questions about the universe like we could be here i mean i meant to kind of tongue-in-cheek but i also i think was thinking about like all of the just like the weird topics we've covered like news wise and i'm like oh yeah that's like because i was looking back through like things we never got to and i was like man i got like 20 links about the guy from blink 182's role in like ufos it's like that's my lingering question we can cover that today <laughs> it's our last chance for now um should we back up a bit? What's sure. what's this all about? Six years in, why are we calling this show Lastral Projection? It's the last Astral Projection radio hour in this particular incarnation. Yeah, we, we might come mm. back in other uh, mm. forms of, of this particular duo, but yeah. we'll have we'll have new names. Uh, I mean, not new. Not necessarily new witch names, so we won't be astral projection yeah. anymore. Who knows um, what new mediums will emerge that we can telegraph media. ourselves in. <laughs> um, yeah. So what are we doing today? Uh, well, I mean, we're keeping it chill. We're going to talk. We're going to do some, uh, I think I called this like a meta show. We'll like talk about, you know, the evolution of. The show and and uh, things related to it in terms of like uh, collaboration and creativity. You said something earlier that I wanted to like come back to later. You, were, uh, which was not even about the show, but you were just talking about something being a practice. And I'm like, oh, this show is kind of a practice. It's like mm-hmm. a practice and showing up every week. Yeah, it's um, I I believe this is from. The book Initiated, mm-hmm. uh, which is by Amanda Yates Garcia, the Oracle of L.A. She wrote a book called Initiated Memoir of a Witch. Um, and I believe it's from that book or maybe her podcast, which is called Between the Worlds, of the idea of like witchcraft being not a belief system, but a practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think about that a lot because... It's and I was just it, I was just at a creative conference where um, a lot of rooms feel like the kind of room where when you bring witchcraft in, there's a question of like, is this logical? Mm-hmm. Is this reasonable? Is this rational? Um, there's a lot of like science, material-minded people who um, 
are curious about that, but have the wrong kind of like idea of what it is. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I like to begin by talking about how it's our belief system. Uh, it's a practice. Yeah. And I also have come to take on the reclaiming definition of magic, the will and agency to shift perception and um, start from there and talk about how it's kind of largely internal um, or it can be and um, and go from you know use language that kind of works for uh, a crowd that thinks materially thinks thinks in rational terms Mm. so I've been thinking about about that a lot Oh, that. Yeah, and, and what else will we? Oh, yeah. So we'll talk. We'll do some some last segments of all the all the segments you know and love. <laughs> so there's gonna be snackoscopes. Yeah, I really enjoyed writing these this, this last set of snackoscopes for everyone. I was aided by my hungry snack research assistant, familiar, who I feel like knows. She, uh, my co cat mom. And I were discussing, it's probably just total human projection, but I think she knows I'm leaving. Cats always know. She's like so attached to me right now. It was like the last two weeks, like will not leave yeah. my site. Um, cats know. When um, I'm when I'm like preparing for a trip, <laughs> my cat will like make a point to put as much oh, herself on the stuff. Yeah. That I'm just so everyone the world knows. Well, it's under, I'm wondering like what, I should ask this question of Jessica Winyata last week, cat, cat psychic, pet psychic. Um, but I'm wondering what she's picking up on because I actually haven't packed anything yet. Have you asked her? No. She might tell you. I think I should ask. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's really, it's like a little eerie. Like, yeah. um, and I kind of only really started to notice it like over the last week, but I'm like, man, she is just like, will not let me out of her sight. And needs to <laughs> she's be like, like, she's probably like, well, I overheard the phone call you had. <laughs> um, and you've been talking about it for the last two years. Yeah. And I tune into the radio show yeah, where you drop does. hints about it all the time. Yeah. Like my brain might be the size of a walnut, but it's very <laughs> dense. <laughs> I know yeah. what's going on. <laughs> it makes me so sad. I'm going to miss her so much. Yeah. She's truly has been my muse for writing these snackoscopes every week. Mm. Um, she loves the snack. Do you think you're going to find a new familiar? I would hope so. I mean, I we were talking about this before, but I like my uh, the future of this year is a big question mark for me. I mean, it is for everybody, but like uh, more so maybe in that I'm like, making some big life shifts um, that I can't really like foresee. I'm sort of like in a choose your own adventure mode right now, but with like really very like big variables um, where I'm like, Ooh, what's behind door a, but that will be once I know what I'm doing. Should I ever know what I'm doing? I will definitely. Do we ever know? But I, I wouldn't, I definitely will be getting a a familiar, but no one can replace this particular foul familiar. She's, Mm. She's truly, she's my coworker. She's my constant companion. What if she just like stows away? <laughs> but you, you know, down the, there, you know, yeah. like that happens. The problem is she's not act, actually mine. Mm. Um, she has, she has her own real uh, human. I'm just like human. I'm just the adjacent human. Yeah. 
Yeah, cats are good communicators through tarot, I find. Maybe we'll do a little, maybe she and I will do a little tarot spread yeah, later. She'll, she'll tell you. But I've kind of just been like, go, like ghosting on people a week because I'm like, well, I just want to hang out with my cat. Yeah, I understand. We got stuff to do and talk about. <laughs> Sorry. We're also, t- oh, we're teaching this week. We're teaching yeah. on Thursday at the Ruby. I think it's sold so. out. Yeah. That, it might be. <laughs> so if you're if you're signed up for it and you're listening, yeah, we'll see you there. And that's like the last workshop we're doing for a while in conjunction with the book. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, yeah, and we'll kind of like branch off into our own separate practices and workshops for a bit, probably like by not by coastal. What do you call like? It's two cities. Yeah. What's city, the term for that? By city? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the word is for that. Um, let's do some moon talk. I feel like the moon is, is like really appropriate for today. We're in a waxing crescent in Pisces right now. We're also like, um, we've just entered the new lunar new year. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a new lunar cycle, too. Um, we're starting at um, the first... Uh, Eastern Zodiac sign, Year of the Rat. Um, so 2020, Year of the Rat, like a good year for, you know, newness and visioning. I love rats. Cool. Be a good year. Um, and we're in a waxing crescent in Pisces, and waxing crescent is um, uh, a phase that's kind of at the beginning of a new cycle, and uh, Pisces is at the end of the Western Zodiac Wheel. And it's kind of like known for for being um, a place of like dissolving, of like Mm. death, of like, you know, kind of an ending to to kind of bring forth beginning. So um, I was looking for some keywords for Waxing Crescent and Pisces. I found uh, a surge of emotion and empathetic response, a time of help and sacrifice for others, for the collective, a time of imagination and inspiration, which is always good for art and for dreaming and for um, other generative uh, creative uh, practices. And during this time, um, people are more receptive to influence, to kind of like being part of the collective Mm. body, collective consciousness, rather than being um, kind of like walled off in the the individual. I was listening to... um, Last week's guest, Jessica Lignato, her ghost of a podcast, which is so good. And she, her astrology for this week, uh, which I'm finding to be very spot on, is that it's a very soupy week. Soupy. Like, like emotionally that. soupy. And like, she's like, uh, you might like really misinterpret people. She's like, but just remember, everybody is kind of also having a really emotionally soupy week. So we're all maybe misinterpreting each other um i'm also having kind of a homer simpson like mm, <laughs> soup. soup like yeah. it's really good like it, so- it sounds delicious <laughs> but she's like don't take anything personally and i was like but i love to take things personally <laughs> <laughs> so far this is exactly the week yeah. i'm having like yeah. i just want to cry and take things personally we're going to read from the astrological grimoire which is um as you know or m- maybe you don't know but if you don't it's our book um and it's available where witchy books are sold it's purple and has gold accents 
and we have um, moon scopes in them. So uh, scopes that kind of uh, match to the, the moon phase and the sign that the moon is in. So this is the waxing crescent in Pisces moon scope. Um, this is a time for weeding and watering your wild inner landscape. So paying close attention to the flashes of happiness that flare up inside you, all vibrant and brimming. This is a time for tending to you above all else. Don't wait for anyone to tell you how to live your life. You don't owe anybody anything other than to be your truest self. Stay up until dawn, writing weird poetry, or walk down the quiet streets in your town under buzzing streetlights. Fill yourself up with all the strange beauty and let it do things to your heart. Make a list of all the things you are planting there, and next to the entries, write all the ways you can coax them to grow. Remember that only you have access to the still center that guides you. It's mm, a good one. You can tweet at us at Witch Radio, and we're also on Instagram at Witch Radio. And we're also going to keep those accounts and continue posting on them. So uh, that's a good way to stay tuned um, to you know <laughs> what's new and uh, future iterations. That's of- where I'm going to announce my spinoff podcast about. The guy from Blink 182's Alien Connections. What? Where are you gonna call it? <laughs> Ooh, I gotta think about that. Blink Alien? No. I thought of Alien you, 182. I thought of you over the weekend. I was at this conference and I was staying in this hotel room that has a TV. And I don't stay in hotel rooms all that often, but um, it's a great pleasure of mine to uh, watch TV in a hotel oh, room. Oh yeah. So did you get uh, room service? I'd, I didn't because mm. I was um, my meals were taken care of oh, okay. at that conference, but um, but I do love room service. But um, I I watched an episode of oh gosh, what is it called? Ghost Adventures. Yes, Ghost Adventures. Ghost, my favorite I, ghost bro, Zach Baggins, yeah. who just wrote Ghost Hunting for Dummies. By the way, mm. uh, it's what everyone's getting a copy of this year. It was a it was birthday. pretty funny. It's like a lot of. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was like wildly entertaining, actually. I, like, I, I really enjoyed he's watching great. it. Yeah, he's uh, wears the fedoras, gets really aggro. I didn't see any fedoras in this one, no. but uh, there was a really the the story involved a mummy, mm-hmm. and it was it was really good. And they were using all the like weird apps they use that's like to communicate with this mummy like possibly the ghost of this mummy <laughs> the mummy being like mm, an app <laughs> what's the best way to get to communicate i'll use this app <laughs> uh, and it's like it's really it's the best it's like um you know a thing will get knocked over and they'd be like oh my god did did you did you see that no way yeah and they'll like play the slow motion of the thing knocking over like three times oh i love the slow-mo part yeah, yeah. slow-mo uh, like things slightly shifting <laughs> i still want to use my cloud to get into the like backs like secret haunted museum you know behind the scenes i think he'll let me in uh, i think that'll be your spinoff yeah uh that's that's what you're gonna do down in la is like try to join the ghost <laughs> adventures team 
Like I see it in your future. Like, well, did, Jessica Lanyata said last week. She's like, "Do you want to get into TV?" And I was well, like, "She was no. like, are you are you trying to be an actor?" <laughs> and I, and I was like, "Well, you know, you could like I you're could gonna go be on. right there." I, I would like be people, great. People just like waltz on in and they get a job, right? That's how it works. I'd be like Velma on Scooby Doo. That's totally who I would be on Ghost Adventures. Um, you should do it. It's like it's too many bros. You gotta like yeah, we bring gotta, some non bro energy. It's true. Uh, someone just texted in. Tom DeLonge's UFO, UFO think tank are another check on the astral projection radio hour bingo board. Oh, we should have made a bingo board for everybody today. Mm-hmm. Chicken tenders, Tom DeLonge, cats, cats, cats. Um, parentheses the animal <laughs> and cats parentheses the, the musical. Did you see cats, it? Yet? Parentheses. Did you watch the movie? Yet? The movie. I haven't, but I've seen the musical. Uh, where did you see the musical? On TV oh, when I was a kid. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, um, I really I love it. Yeah, I, I like I love it. And I plan to see the movie at some point when I'm on a plane and it's available. I think they're <laughs> going to do like some uh, I know in L.A. at the Alamo Draft House, they've done some like rowdy screenings. Like I think they're trying to make it sort of like um, what's the one that everybody goes to? Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror. Yeah. Which is kind of great for that. Yeah. Or The Room. <clears throat> I, I love <clears throat> yeah. The Room as a theater viewing. When I saw Cats people walked out like to 20 minutes in really yeah uh it's a lot i mean i took uh my best friend and she's like i'm white knuckling my way through this like it's <laughs> it was like that awful I, awful is the wrong there new adjectives need to be created for the experience of seeing cats and on this big screen i think it's, it's like it's a real psychedelic mind fuck it's like a. I mean i'll watch any movie <clears throat> as long as i'm in a theater with snacks yeah so i same. feel like if you yeah if you watch it at an alamo i think what happens is your brain your brain is initially trying to make sense of the plot line in which they're like it's not a very sensical plot no line. it's t- it's completely crazy it's so it's like, like once you relax into there not really being like a a plot that makes sense it's great and then on, we, I'm like, the music is terrible, but then it's like, because it's Andrew Lloyd Webber, it becomes like weird earworms. And you're like, I've just been singing about magical Mr. Mistopheles to myself for the last month. I love the Jellicle Ball. <clears throat> yep. Anyway, we'll play some music and we'll be back to maybe just fill out the bingo board <laughs> of Astral Projection Radio Hour in oh, I want Astral read- Projection Radio Brand. Yeah. I want to read the list of topics we never got to all the links on here. We don't have to go. I'm just going to read the titles because I think that that'll cross off some bingo board ones. Right. <laughs> We're going to play some music. Uh, this is uh, The Bags with Survive. You're listening to the last broadcast in this incarnation of Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.FM. Best frequencies forever.
day long I felt like Smashing my face in a clear glass window But instead listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF 
Fm, best frequencies forever. You just heard Yoko Ono with I felt like smashing my face in a clear glass window. Before that was Essential Logic, music as a better noise. Starting off that set was The Bags with Survive. All right, what square should we fill in the astral projection bingo <clears throat> box oh, first? Wow. <laughs> I think let's, because we have so much of this um, in our backlog and because it was <laughs> mentioned earlier, why don't you tell us about Blink-182 and UFOs? Oh, wow. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I can get to that yet because I think I'm going to have to look through all the things that I posted. Um, Should we read like some of the headlines of I can what read we you, have posted? Yeah. So like if you, the behind the scenes, how the sausage gets made of this show. is Oh, of just the UFOs, I mean. Right, right, right. But yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. just saying like we, to yeah. give context, we have these shared scrolls, which we, you know, dip in we, our quills into ink and fill them out and pass it back and forth uh, and add URLs in long, <laughs> in long hand. <laughs> Um, which then we decide every show what of our list we want to talk about. And usually we don't even get to all of it. Um, so <laughs> I was just laughing when I was looking over this earlier because it's like a massive list of I'm like, oh, we're never going to talk about, you know, have dark forces been messing with the cosmos or a Japanese festival centered around a toothy demon and a woman's vagina? Um, you know, so many great hot topics. Um that we, <laughs> we never got to. But anyway, so there's like, it's funny because under the bullet point of UFOs, I think I have the Navy says the UFOs and Tom DeLonge's videos are dot, dot, dot UFOs. How Tom DeLonge became a UFO researcher. Tom DeLonge just paid $35,000 for some rocks. Also, the science of UFO belief, the new American religion of UFOs, belief in aliens could be America's next religion. So I think I was getting at like a thesis here about, you know, Tom DeLong and uh, Americans embracing aliens and UFOs as religion. I like how he's like <laughs> um, archetypal American. Yeah. To say, um, yeah, like Americans, parentheses, here's a like a really good sample size of American. What was he? The singer of Blink-182? He was the, the Believe the Singer of yeah. Blink-182. I couldn't name really, I don't think I could name you a Blink-182 song. It was a little after my time, but... Uh, I just, I always found this a very interesting career pivot for him. Um, I just had to, I had to look up a photo of him. He looks a lot like the ghost bro, actually. Yeah, they they should team up, yeah, you know, they, they should. should do a crossover. What's the ghost bro's name? Zach Bagans, uh, B-A-G-A-N. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, there he is. They, they look like, they, they, are could, kind they of, could be brothers. Yeah, and like an emo you know um punk band about aliens and ghosts (laughs) ghost aliens (laughs) ufo Hmm. well uh zach baggins also has like ufo um interests so yeah i definitely he's a general occultist uh you might say um and you can get married he has like various themed chapels in his haunted museum you can get married in a serial killer chapel you can get married in like a Haunted Doll Chapel. Where is this chapel? In Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I also believe he just purchased some haunted property. Let's look, mm. look it up. Let's do some. Here's one for your bingo. Haunted real estate. Um, <laughs> there we go. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to type in Zach Baggins purchases. Let's see. 
<laughs> oh, he bought uh, the Charles Manson murder house. Ah, that's what it was. Um, uh, yeah, the Tate. Did he really buy that mansion? Wow, that was probably not cheap. Um, so he also owns um, Jack Kevorkian's death van. Oh gosh, that's gr gruesome. That's a lot of like a uh, you know just a lot of vibes. A lot of vibes to have <laughs> in your vicinity, man. I mean, we all know. So we heavily reported on what happened to Post Malone after he touched the cursed box in the haunted museum. Wait, what happened? I forget. Oh, he like his plane crashed. Oh, jeez. His like car crashed. God, now I gotta look this up. Um, Do you think he he probably like check that has... off your bingo box? Post Malone curse. <laughs> I. I would be curious to interview Zach Baggins on what he does to protect his boundaries when he works with um, ghosts. Like, does he do a salt ring? Does he? I think he's I don't just know, really aggressive. He's usually where, just very aggressive. Um, I think or he maybe he's like maybe he's, he's sort of like um, try me, you know? I'll yeah. Okay. To recap, Post Malone, he touched this thing called a die book box which is the yiddish for malicious spirit it's believed to be the most haunted object in the world um there's there's like footage of this which to me just kind of looks like promotional material for the haunted museum i mean i hooked me um but after this happened yeah his private plane the tires blew off immediately after takeout um he totaled his rolls royce it sounds like rich people problems to be honest um <laughs> like, is this a curse or is this just you're rich? Um, uh, yeah, and I think there was a couple other other things that, that happened. Um, this is a great picture of Post Malone smoking a joint that accompanies this article. <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever get face tattoos? No, I don't think so. I don't even have a regular tattoos. Another question. Would Post Malone be famous without face tattoos? I think that's I, like kind of like, part of his thing. Yeah, possibly. Like I don't I, know that he has got a lot of talent beyond that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I never say never. How about that? Yeah. There there might be a face tattoo in your future. I don't know. <laughs> I like I think there has to be a regular tattoo in my future first. And I've not I'm not opposed to tattoos. I just am really bad at planning ahead. And mm. tattoos are definitely a planning ahead kind of activity. You can't just like be like, oh, I want a tattoo and just like decide to get one the way that you can decide to buy a mm. carton of milk. Or <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's true. I mean, I feel like maybe in some places you can just like walk in and get a tattoo, but um, not the kind of tattoo I want. Uh, follow up question not to ta face tattoos but to aliens do you think um the new american religion is going to be about ufos like it will will i think about belief in aliens be I, i've been thinking about religion a lot lately yeah and i don't think i have any answers but um i well okay i i'm very curious i like to speculate on um, what kinds of um, like religious or maybe not religious, but belief based mm. um, belief based movements might arise 
um, as a result of climate change. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's unreasonable to imagine a situation where like first contact as salvation is, is a belief system that arises interesting um, in the face of of an earth that is that that quickly like quickly becomes more and more unlivable okay um i think a lot about um well so rick prelinger of the prelinger library i hope he doesn't mind me quoting this i um (laughs) this past summer i was at a small art gathering where uh just offhandedly he he was like you know just just wait like 10 to 15 years the majority of the people you know are going to be part of some evangelical movement and so i've been thinking about that a lot like, why why does he think this um he didn't clarify okay. but it was something that i thought about a lot mm-hmm. after because i think for a lot of people who are there like your first reaction is like no no way but then you kind of like break it down like what what does it mean to be part of an evangelical movement it doesn't necessarily mean like christian ev- right. evangelical but something that is just sort of like this um, force of like a belief-based movement. And I definitely think it's possible for like in the wake of climate change to have like, for instance, earth evangelicals. Oh, yeah. You know, like to kind of take a lot of religious language, like politics and and religion is is often a lot of wordplay, right? Mm-hmm. And to take true. to take uh, words and kind of like morph them to new belief systems. Like for example, we were I was like riffing with a couple of people, and we we're like, what if in like what if like being conservative was like a thing, like earth conservative or like earth, water oh, conservative, yeah. like or like you know like new ways of kind of like using language that already is so potent because of like what it's associated that's with true. now yeah that's so. true i like that sort of like a weird reclamation of like the connotation of a certain words and ideas yeah and it it made me curious too about what already exists out there because certainly there are already like i don't know if it's necessarily religious but there are definitely belief systems out there that or like movements out there that are like climate change based Mm -hmm. like there's the kind of um uh uh, no birth movement yeah that's actually what i was just thinking Mm -hmm. about people that are like i'll never have a kid because it's it's gonna fuck up the planet or the planet is already ruined yeah follow-up question uh which goes (laughs) back to my obnoxious bullet point of lingering questions about the universe uh Do you think we will see or encounter aliens in our lifetime? I don't know how to answer that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. That's a fair answer. Yeah. I'm just just curious about predictions on this last show. Like, (laughs) Um, who's to say we haven't already? It's true. I'm just thinking of like based on everything we've reported on over the years. Like, where are all these damn aliens? Well, it's, yeah, it's funny. It's like um, our life spans are so short uh so within our lifetimes i don't know because it might be like really really slim chance but earth in general probably at some point 
I got to see live water bears, by the they're way. Kind of, they're definitely aliens. Um, they are not aliens. They are. <laughs> they look like they've aliens. been. Yeah, they are. They they have maybe been spilled on the moon. <laughs> Do you know about this? Yes. Yeah. yeah. There was like um. We reported on it. Yeah, they have. They have maybe been spilled on the moon, but I got to see one under a microscope, and it reminded me that, um, as far as I know, so far and maybe ever, like uh, our book is the only uh, astrology book <laughs> that contains a drawing of water bear yeah under Aquarius when we're in Aquarius season how how is Aquarius season treating you good yeah I am strongly drawn to Aquarius as a sign yeah and I think I mean I think the beginning of a year is like often unnecessarily weighty yeah symbolically and also just like it's the coldest time of the year things are just you're like coming out of sometimes really intense stuff with like the holidays and like being around um family or not being around family like the turning of the year is is often like symbolically a difficult time Mm -hmm. or like a really kind of intense time for people and so Aquarius season for me always kind of signals like Oh, you're done with Capricorn season. Like yeah. that's the kind of like the sort of heavy slog. Like I think in the past I've spent a lot of Capricorn seasons sick. Oh, you know? yeah. Because it's I like. I definitely did this year. Yeah. I spent it out of the country this year, which was like a really great idea. Um, and it's, of course, not available to everyone. But if there's like a good like change of scenery yeah. that can be had, it's kind of nice to like not get home yep yeah totally should i do some snackoscopes yes. speaking of aquarius season yeah all right aquarius can you sense something shifting it's probably been a while that means you might kick up some unwelcome dust might sneeze suspiciously remember that confusion and disorientation are part of the process of becoming something new something yet to poke through the realm be patient and kind to yourself eat tangerines and listen to nina simone Pisces this week might feel a little soupy, thanks to Jessica Lignato's terminology, a little gray around the edges, like you've got something stuck in your spiritual teeth. Might make you a little on guard with the people trying most deeply to connect with you. Remember that this moment and the next one are all we've got when it comes to seeing and being seen. So be seen. Listen to Motorhead and eat prunes. Aries, this might be a week when it feels like everyone is out of sync, like their voices don't quite match their mouths. This might throw you off. It might make you confused or mad. Pay attention instead of what people do. The emotional weather that surrounds them like clouds on a mountain. You'll be surprised how much empathy it stirs in you. Eat cake and listen to Primus. You're going to need some spiritual floss. (laughs) Someone just described uh, meditation to me as like spiritual dental floss. You're like flossing out your brain. Mm. Sometimes it causes bleeding yeah but the more you do it the less you bleed yeah or oh no sorry maybe it wasn't meditation maybe it was more like doing morning pages like right where you write kind of dump your brain out but similar similar idea yeah 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 yeah, similar but different but weirdly i was like i was like ooh, that just appealed to me Mm. like spiritual dental floss for everything that's like stuck in my brain Mm. yeah 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 i i totally swear by morning pages i think it's like the only thing i've retained from oh wow do you do it every day yeah every day 
I mean, it's like, listen, like I, I find them easy to do. Yeah. So I think that like, it's not going to work for everybody who yeah. doesn't, you know, and I think we've talked about this in the past. Like if you write as your primary thing, maybe it's just like, it's not as flossy. Yeah. I <laughs> know. Like I found. Yeah. But I'm like, it, maybe you need to like make a Play-Doh lump every day. I draw. I just yeah. draw stick figures yeah. and drawing, I like draw, drawing, I draw yeah. like the story of my life and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what a funny story. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I do, you know, spiritual floss is a really good way to describe it. It does feel, it, it, it feels the way that floss feels, Yeah, you know, like it's like cleaning. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a routine yeah. that, um, that gets easier the more you do it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, let's play some more music. Uh, you can tweet at us at Witch Radio. Follow us on Instagram at Witch Radio if you have any questions for us in the witch slash UFO slash uh, haunted real estate slash cats movie or animal realms and anything else. Tweet at us and we'll address it our last last time to address things in in this particular incarnation um but this is jenny Haval and felicia atkinson with thumbsucker you're listening to astral projection radio hour on bff.fm Producing nothing. Un- 
You are listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm, Best Frequencies Forever. You just heard O Young with Care For You. Before that was Bia 1991 with Hugh York. Starting off that set was Jenny Vall and Alicia Atkinson with Thumbsucker. And this is um, this is our last show as Astral Projection Radio Hour. So we're covering all the things we haven't covered yet, and, <laughs> and kind of like talking uh, talking meta about yeah. about the show. Do you have any? Have you evolved any reflections uh, on the evolution of this show and yourself alongside it? Yeah, I let's talk about this a little bit. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about, you know, the the kind of trajectory of the show has been really interesting, which mm-hmm. we covered a bunch of last year during our five year yeah. anniversary. So I'm not gonna like recount every single thing, but like a rough kind of through line for me was like this kind of was um this started off as a a kind of performance that then entered a realm where it was less of a performance Mm -hmm. and became more of an authentic exploration of a topic um and i've been thinking a lot about how difficult it is to curate mindfully Mm -hmm. and to hold space mindfully uh, being someone who's not trained in in those arenas and to have on guests who um, are kind of like deeply involved in the witch community or in um, making various kinds mm-hmm. of arts and, and kind of like us becoming interviewers in a way. Yeah. And, and how there is like such an immense labor in kind of like creating that holding space for that. It's true, yeah. But at the same time, I appreciate, I think there's like a, was a fundamental ethos to this show of like letting it evolve organically without putting a lot of like structures or expectations on it. Yeah, and I think that that is definitely how we approached it but I think that there was a point where I started to feel like it was irresponsible Mm. to not be more considered sure in the in in that it especially having on um I, I think for me a lot of a lot of the times when I I felt really psychically drained was um, like some people are very like have a really easy time talking on air and it was when I had to like create more accommodating or like um, you know kind of like like create kind of like a sheltered container Mm. to kind of like I don't know usher out someone's truth that sometimes um it it so it started to really hit me that i'm like 
not trained in doing this or I'm not an expert at doing this. And like, I think that I've been thinking a lot about how like a good proportion of the people we have on the show invite themselves on the show. (laughs) And then there are the people we seek out, right? And like, I I started to really want to like seek the voices Mm -hmm. outside of um, the people who are like, hey, I'm going to be on your show right. again. I'd like to be on your show again, which we love. Oh, yeah. But, like, people who reach out to us are already in a place of confidence yeah. to be able to do that. And um, a lot of the time, I'd want to invite other people on. But, you know, I'm, like, a pretty shy person yeah. about that, too. And, um, and I was like, oh, yeah, the psychic labor here is, like, more than I... Um, anticipated sure well and that's i think the question of probably underlines any people who are going to collaborate on any like long-term artistic project is like what is the bandwidth everyone has from like day to day to week to week to month to month to year to year and in a way it's like a blessing that like i'm sure we both had times where i'm like i can't do this right now and you kind of have taken on more of like the burden and and vice versa and there's something i've i like i could not have done i would not have done a show like this alone for six years <laughs> like that yeah. would have been it was like the maximum amount of sort of like uh bandwidth i had for this kind of endeavor which i, I looking back i think i subconsciously placed those limits on myself so that, that this never turned into something that felt much like a chore to me you know like it was like oh this is just like you were saying it's like this is a practice I have where like I show up and I I'm not attached my other kind of underlying uh belief for myself about this show was I never attached myself to any outcomes regarding it oh yeah me neither I I think it was more like and I I think that it's easier to do that when there's two of us yes but it's a lot harder when you bring in a a a third person who is has um investments outside of the bubble we've created right totally and I think that um especially like it's it's a public yeah it's a it's a public broadcast yeah but when it's the two of us it's maybe like not (laughs) like it's like a sliver of the amount of public it is sure compared to like for example when we have Jessica Lignato on it yeah. all of a sudden becomes like a thing that right a lot reaches out beyond like your mom <laughs> <laughs> um, and like the I don't know like the regulars of, yeah like the regular bff.fm listeners who I very much appreciate too, yeah but you know um I think having uh you know having a thing that we we kind of did as as a as a hobby and as a way of like getting out of our <laughs> freelance caves. Yeah, having that transition to a tiny, even the tiniest bit more public, I think was uh, really difficult for me. And I think especially um, like thinking about like you know, conjuring the container for it, mm-hmm. you know? Because, like, we're capable of conjuring that container for the two of us. Yeah. But I think when there's, like, a non-astral projection entity, <laughs> like, you really have to, like, 
be very um, mindful about about what you like, uh, how you hold it. Yeah, no, that's very true. Um, but I'm I'm also so grateful to like everybody who's come on this show. Yeah, from so many very backgrounds and interests um it like really satiated a lot of just like people curiosity for me um and like i i get excited by like a third person being here and and being like ooh, new someone someone new to like talk to i don't know what they're gonna say and you know um yeah but yeah but i yeah i understand what you mean by like uh like oh it can take some like psychic and energy and and drain to like hold that space yeah and that doesn't mean that i don't want to learn how to do that i just i think am very i can be very hard on myself yeah about not knowing mm. how to navigate that yeah you know in a way that like i mean like beatrix i think you're a person who has um a kind of natural ability to put people at ease oh, and i think you. um I sometimes struggle with that. Mm. And I think that like having a, um, like being an interviewer, for example, yeah. or like, I mean, we were we mostly are just like kind of hanging out, but yeah. like there was, there was this like, you know, it's like with the two of us, it's just like, we've got our banter, <laughs> but like, you know, at a third variable and I'm yeah. like, oh, well, how do, how do we approach this so that we yeah. like are, are kind of like doing the back and forth yeah. in, a, in a balanced way, yeah. you know? Yeah, and that's to me that's some of like, uh, not to say that like community radio is like lower stakes is the wrong word maybe yeah. than like a podcast. But when I think about like all of the sort of like editing and research and, sure, and that yeah. goes into a podcast, I'm like that sounds so not what I would want to do. Like, yeah, when I'm just like, oh, it's just we're just hanging out talking in this little studio and playing songs we want to play and talking about weird stuff. Like that's always been the the draw of things to me. Yeah, um, it's like, um, yeah, there was almost like we had we had to kind of like psychically communicate with each other, like, like with a guest, you know, <laughs> like we're like, okay, well, like, how do we kind of, um, you know, make room for the conversation and then do the transitions and stuff like that. But, like with the two of us, it was it was this pretty like snappy process. Like we yeah. were kind of just like in the same flow, like yeah. in the same intuitive flow, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, that said, I mean, it's now, now that we're kind of bearing our souls, do you, do you want to talk a little bit about like your relationship to like what the show has covered or like what the show has kind of stood for and maybe relationship to, to like music relationship to magic, witchcraft, et cetera, even like maybe, maybe like the idea of like a book even we made a book out of this show like how has the past six years kind of like shifted your perceptions around these things that we've spent so much time with that's interesting I would say the biggest thing that comes to mind is I and I always try to be very careful with this but like I think when we started this show like the notion of like the witch and witchcraft and and the occult like it wasn't it hadn't quite like exploded into as we call it, like peak witch capitalism yet yeah. it's probably on the precipice yeah um and and there's kind of like a 
there's like an aesthetic, there's an identity that I respect that people have around it that I do not personally resonate with. And so there's been times where I have felt not by you, but just by like maybe it's a projection I have of like other people and I've also been um, and just navigating like the social media aspect of this of this whole endeavor where I felt very kind of like boxed in or like yeah uh, which I really bristle at oh I hate boxes yeah where I'm just like well I'm like sure I'm interested in a lot of these things but also like I'm just a curious person and then I'm also kind of tongue-in-cheek and like you know uh I don't know that I would call myself a witch or somebody who belongs to like the witch community um that's interesting because I well I'll I'll let you finish and then I'll, I'll kind of I think I've I started to um I can't you know it's sort of like chicken and egg where I'm like I don't know which came first but I I don't want to say that I felt suffocated by that label but I just got increasingly uh internally bristly at it mm-hmm. and sort of like uh maybe rejecting my connection with it on a lot of levels or just like i'm like look i'm somebody who going back to like middle school would like hang out on the witchcraft section of the bookstore and i've always had that like a curiosity but it's been something that like like astrology and tarot has really waxed and waned throughout my life yeah and i i've gone through you know in six years uh big waning periods of being like i'm not actually that interested right now and like uh, what tarot or astrology or like witchcraft has to, to offer me. And so then I would confront like, am I, am I a fraud? Like, <laughs> am I trying to, yeah. am I pretending to be somebody that I'm not right now? And so. I definitely experienced a massive waning during and after the creation of our book. Yeah, sure. And I think part of that has to do with how intense it is to write yeah. a book and have it be permanent and have it be like firmly placed in a category that you're not that that is a, a, a small box yeah it's like I think that the book was like in our process really just used astrology as a jumping off point to talk about other things but it got put like stuffed back into the box and i (laughs) i notice a lot of the time when i see like social media posts about our book it's like we talked about this last week with jessica like people are just flipping to their sun sign chapter and they're just there that's it for them you know and that's um i mean that's a failure of design i think Mm -hmm. and and not so much failure of our vision I think that like working and publishing is really difficult um however I think like I I had this like massive massive waning period mostly around the book about wanting to identify with this Mm -hmm. stuff personally I was like okay well that's she wolf my right conjured self that's a character (laughs) I play etc um and in the past few months, I've come back around to it in a different way. Mm. And I don't think it's it's like it's like not 
So the Instagram witch is a thing. Right. I think that that is a distraction for me. And I think yeah. it has been kind of a, um, of, of like, it has, like, I think I've let it have more influence than I sh- I need to mm-hmm. about, like, my, my decisions on whether or not I identify with this stuff. I do use tarot a lot, you know, and I yeah. use it and I have a, I have a tarot practice, but it is not necessarily one that has very much at this point to do with like the ways that yeah. people read tarot um, great. In, the, in the witch community. Yeah. And I also have come back around to this idea of like, which being so private and internal for mm. me, for me, it is absolutely about my internal state and my internal Mm. health, um, my connection to things like bodily intuition and things like, um, you know, higher consciousness, my, my art practice, for instance, like this, like the, the witch is a set of metaphors for me Mm, to talk about things that, um, are really important and transformative to me but maybe when I try to put them into words it sounds really silly and and dumb and like so I avoid I avoid that now maybe it's I just like don't have the words for it but I do think that like in in like our world we tend to um we we tend to distrust ourselves about mm-hmm. things that are like deeply meaningful and intuitive, right? Like we're taught to distrust ourselves. And I think like the witch for me was like a really potent way to get back in touch with that. And then, you know, you have that experience that you you described, which is sort of like, well, I liked it before, it was cool. You know, and that's like this kind of like upsetting distraction. But I think when I remind myself of like, the structures that try to get me away from like what I know is to be it, what I know as like um, you know the intuitive path mm-hmm. or the knowing I have to like stop and kind of examine like where does that come from does that come from a world of like hierarchy does that come from a world of like wanting to kind of you know, maintain control. Um, and like, we we are here in person right now. Neither of us is like really dressed as a witch. And I think that that is a very potent um, <laughs> point here, which yeah. is that there's not one way to no, look like a witch or true. be a witch. Yeah. And there's not even like a requirement to be a yeah. witch. But I do think that like having kind of like, like being a practitioner of magic or like however yeah. you want to refer to it is like, something that does not necessarily have to look the ways that like the instagram capitalist witch look <laughs> and like it's I, like a I brand yeah. yeah it's that's a brand and a yeah. lot of that like i've i know that like you recently got rid of a lot of crystals i've like haven't really bought witch stuff in a while although, yeah. although i did take a crystal from your your <laughs> your like condo crystal pile you know crystal um, crystal condo yeah um and i I like to talk to people about like the tools that work for them, which yeah. a lot of the time is like rooted in, I don't know, superstition, ritual, whatever. It doesn't make it like illogical or anything, but like 
I do think that I have like specific things that I turn to that help me. And I think that that's my witchcraft and it doesn't really necessarily follow mm -hmm. another path. And I've been thinking a lot of also about like, um, yeah, like the, the glamour of, glamour in the sense of like, you know, the spell incantation glamour, like related to glamour yeah. of like, have, like putting on an outfit that feels really good, you know, and that can be a kind of magic for yourself or like eating something that feels really good. Um, Virgie Tovar is great about talking yes. about that. Like just like the magic in the everyday, the magic for me of like seeing a coyote and like just kind of like seeing it and like not really like mm -hmm. cognitively like scanning and just being like, it's right there. You know, like this sort <laughs> of like little, like the connection with like stuff that, maybe is not like um like is is still kind of in the realm of the mysterious sure yeah. i think that makes a lot of sense yeah man that's wild to think about but yeah I, yeah and it's interesting to like sort of co-evolve uh collectively and individually you know yeah over the course yeah of six years in that way and totally to sort of yeah like, and to like note the waxing and waning and to like and to like make space for it and like accept it, you know. I think that's the other thing I liked. I've liked about this show is we've just kind of have like accepted where each other is at <laughs> on totally, any given yeah. week or year. We're like you know? an organism. We're like two, yeah, yeah. We're like two, you know, compatible groups of cells <laughs> in an organism, and that yeah. organism shifts. And it's true. Um, and yeah, like I, I think. Um, I mean, so you're gonna be you're moving to like the witch capital of the United States. It's not Salem. <laughs> it's L.A. Yeah. The, sorry, like sorry. The witch. The witch. The, <laughs> the capitalist witch. Capital. Oh yeah, I was gonna say. I was like, the I was like, Ellie's PJ peak Instagram witch yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was saying to you off air. I feel like I'm going there to cocoon uh, and be reborn as a new iteration of myself and I don't really know what that's going to look like yet but it's yeah. been interesting to like look around my space and think about what I'm going to bring with me because I'm not mm -hmm. um not bringing everything right now and I looked at my sort of little like witch corner and I was like yeah I don't need to bring any of that stuff yeah. uh, and I was yeah. just I was in, like in my line of sight for my bed and I was like just looking I'm like oh what am I going to bring I'm like nope I don't need any of that right now yeah so yeah I'll be I'll be who will emerge stay tuned who who will come <laughs> out of that um, that cocoon. What what kind of what kind of moth will you be next? Who knows? Um, uh, yeah, I you know I also just wanted to mention that I spent a lot of January in in Asia and in like my homeland. Yeah, and one of the things I've kind of noticed and have been kind of turning over a lot in my head is um. Like, and I don't know if I have the right words for this. I feel like I'm constantly just like, mm, there aren't words for that yet. Mm -hmm. But um, in a lot of Western society, there's a divide between like the rational and the mystical, right? Mm -hmm. And in the East, there was never a divide. Like there was never oh, a major, yeah, yeah. you know, there was never a moment. I think in... Western culture, there was a moment, <laughs> and I'm totally terrible at history, so I'm gonna not know the term for. Yeah, is it that 
Is it enlightenment? Is it like, uh, like, what was the like shift in Western culture to like rationality? Uh, enlightenment. Enlightenment. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Like in the 17th century or so. Yeah. That never happened in the East in that way. Wow. Um, I, I love outside that of, like, Yeah. It's all still kind of linked together. Yeah. So I, holistic. you know, when you spend a bunch of time in, um, in another place and sometimes like thinking in that language sometimes you start to kind of like um seep yourself or embody these little details and i've been thinking about that a lot in particular um that it's not mutually exclusive there right and that worldview is one that like is very comforting to me right now sure um makes sense yeah so and it's, I feel like the witch was maybe like an attempt to find that. Oh, yeah. I think so. To like bring, yeah, to bridge the sort of like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and especially bringing in a sort of like political yes. justice aspect to it. Yes, totally. So it's totally a bridge. I think it's like, I think it really made me like recognize my search for oh, something that yeah. brought together. The kind of like a, a kind of non-binaristic way, yeah, <laughs> of like sure. thinking about my brain. I guess that makes a lot yeah. of sense. And I, I was like thinking a lot about how much, how much pain it is to have to separate those things, you mm-hmm. know. And I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. It's like, it's like a um, there's like a bit of violence to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so unfinished thoughts. I like that. All right, I'm going to do two sets of snackoscopes just so we're not rushing through at the end. Uh, Taurus, things might feel a little heavy or sticky this week, like there's gum stuck to the bottom of your soul. Rather than wrestle with the tangle of your feelings, let yourself go soft and collapse in a gentle heap. Pay attention to the textures of your world this week. The sharpness of cold and the shades of blue, a saxophone in the distance. Listen to Boss Gags and Eat Nuts. Gemini, you might be asking yourself and others unusual questions this week. Your life might feel like a game of weird Mad Libs where someone else is filling in the blanks, making you feel a little helpless. It might feel a little less maddening if you treated it like a game. If you got curious about the answers instead of anxious or worried, try it out. Eat dumplings and listen to Slipknot. Cancer, your moods might feel a little wild this week with no obvious events or people to attach themselves to. This might make you feel unmoored and frantic, might make you pick fights just to feel a sense of relief and control. See if you can find another outlet. Run through an open field with your eyes closed, paint anthropomorphic blobs, listen to PJ Harvey and eat soup. Leo, you might feel impatient this week, like everyone else is asleep in a fog while you're living your life at 100 miles per hour. Rather than lose your temper or convince others to wake up, pretend you're in a movie where no one can see you. What would you do with your life and time if no one could get in your way? See what weirdness you can get up to. Eat sushi and listen to X. Virgo, this is a week to get real still, to listen for the spaces in between the chatter of your thoughts. You might not be able to translate what you hear into words, so try other mediums, colors, musical notes, um, and napkin sketches. There are messages silence has for you, but it requires a softening of your internal ears to really listen. Listen to Chopin and eat garlic noodles. Libra, who are you when no one's watching? See if you can't surprise your own reflection this week in windows, mirrors, and puddles. 
see what you can divine from the lines etched in your face, what they have to say about your worries and your dreams. See if you can drop any masks you've been wearing without even realizing it. Eat lasagna and listen to the meat puppets. So many good snacks in that run. <laughs> I really want garlic noodles now. Oh. And, and sushi. I had the best garlic noodles last week. Jasmine Garden on the 14th. Mm. Go. Uh, we're going to play another set. This is Habibi with Angel Eyes. You can tweet at us at Witch Radio. We're also on Instagram at Witch Radio. We're going to continue using both of those accounts. Even after our last broadcast today, you can stay tuned and little, figure out what little, portals we Little weird transmissions in. will come yeah. through. Yeah. Mysteries, puzzles, who yeah. knows? You're listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.FM.
to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm, Best Frequencies Forever. You are listening to our last broadcast in this incarnation, and uh, I've been getting some messages from listeners. Thanks to all of you who've tuned in and those of you who've sent messages of encouragement. I'm going to read a few if that's okay. This one's from Spider Queen. Hey, Spider Queen. Hey. She writes in, really enjoyed the last six years. Gonna miss this incarnation, but looking forward to new things in the future. Thanks, Spider Queen. We also got a lovely message from uh, Kathleen Miller, who I kind of think of as our, like, sort of... Very good like, like, page of wands or yeah. page of... Um, page of Swords, Page of Pentacles. Sure. Yeah, page, yeah. Um, and she writes in, Oh, wow, say it ain't so. <laughs> Here's to all the beauty, strangeness, critical theory, occult news, radical magic, and delicious snackoscope poetry over the years. Aww. And for being such a radiant beacon of positivity and light in the cosmic darkness slash peak witch capitalism vortex. Aw, that makes me so happy. It's been such a joy tuning in, and I've learned so much about how to grow within myself along the way. Thank you for creating and sharing this space through your show plus book, which um, Kathleen had everything to do yeah, with. Yeah, there would be no book without Kathleen. Mm-hmm. Thank we you so really much. We could not have done it without yeah. you. Uh, so book, A Striking Lens for Perpetual Self-Reflection, <laughs> Discovery, and Reassurance. Aww. Wishing you both the very best of adventures ahead in the next dimension, and can't wait to see what you conjure next. Love your devoted fan and chronicle friend. Aww, you'll be the first to know. Um, <laughs> on that note, do you want to talk a little bit about endings? What about them? <laughs> well, I i mean, so this is an open end. Yeah, it is. It's just, and, uh, you know, it's an open end, but it's, um, I think we both kind of intuited that it was time. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not like, I think that, some uh some endings happen abruptly right some endings are like it this really ran its course and it's yeah. just on its last legs this one feels like a an ending that's just like sort of like yep just evolving yeah i i choose to see it as just like this version of itself is uh has served its purpose yeah for many people including us uh and has like conjured up things beyond my wildest dreams and I'm a big believer too that like I'm going through endings of many kinds uh on personal and professional and creative levels and I know by now that like a lot of endings are followed by a sort of like quiet sometimes fallow period or like uh where you're just it's kind of like a reflective time and so I'm not yeah I can't wait for that I'm gonna take it I'm not in any rush please give me a fallow time (laughs) I'm not in any rush to like figure out you know I I trust in the whatever this is that we conjured together to like tell us you know when it's when it's time to do something yeah I think I really knew like there was a time when I had a conversation maybe a few months ago and I was like I think it's going to end soon. And I think that it'll like it, it like really made a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And, um, you know, there are a lot of things that I um, like difficulties about about, you know, sustaining a weekly radio show mm-hmm. that I was like, you know what? 
six years. Like I haven't had very many relationships yeah. for six years. Yeah. Or more. Time. So um I think there is this like there was a sort of knowing of like yeah. it's it's like it could continue on. Like we could continue on this show We'd if be f- we wanted to. <laughs> but like I think that is like that's the best time to leave something when you know that it could yeah. it could just continue on well we followed our own advice uh, which is follow your intuition mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i think we both intuited um i guess i should do this last set of snacks scopes yeah scorpio your emotional radar might be a little off this week which can feel unnerving you're such a good reader of the slightest shifts in the currents of moods you're good at getting people to tell you everything just by twitching your eyebrow don't take it personally if no one wants to reveal their inner worlds to you right now take a look at your own listen to esg and eat sushi Sagittarius, it might feel a little disconnected this week, like you just can't line up with the world and people around you. Rather than let it make you frantic and needy, see what is neglected in your life right now that could use some attention and watering. See if you can't strengthen your connections to yourself, your art, your work. Eat bananas, listen to Bjork. Capricorn, this is a season of expansion for you, but that might require looking up from your to-do list for a minute. What might happen if you could step outside yourself, if you could peer at your own brain and the walls uh, it's built to stay safe and contained. Set off some fireworks in your backyard. Plant some weird mushrooms. Watch things grow. Listen to Sade and eat tacos. It's my favorite musical snack pairing, by the way. Mm. Which is why I put it last. That's a good pairing. Any last words for our listeners? Uh, thanks. Thanks to everyone who tunes in either every week or randomly or whenever we have a cool guest on. Um, it's been a it's been a, a wonderful journey. Yeah. And stay tuned. There will be other lives. It's true. And um, weird transmissions. We'll start dropping clues at some point. So um, stay connected to us. Yeah. Um, Also, if you really need an urgent snack, a scope any week, you can tweet me at at Melissa Graber and I'll send you one. Yeah. Just for you. Or uh, pick up our book, The Astrological Grimoire, (laughs) which is full of little transmissions that you can use. Yes. Uh, It's perennial. And uh, our voices are definitely transmitted through that book. Yeah. And we're going to play you out with. uh, What are you going to pick? What are you going to pick? I'm going to pick something really dramatic. And it'll be Day of Tears and Mourning. (gasps) Oh, perfect. All caps. (laughs) Lingua Ignota. I love it. This is from Caligula. All right. Bye. Bye forever. <laughs> Just kidding. Bye See you now. in the next dimension. Ooh, yeah. I like that. You've been listening to Astral Projection Radio Hour on BFF.fm. Best frequencies forever. Next up is the Hanging Garden Radio Show. And uh, you'll just have to follow the clues. Yeah. See us next. Bye. Bye.